Welcome to Real Black Content is Forum Podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to talk about an American creation. We're going to talk about how three wicked groups got together and in their laboratory of America, which is the inner cities, they created a being, a personality, a mentality that never existed on the planet before, right? In today's conversation, beloved, we're going to talk about how the American nigga was made. What was his purpose? What is the goal? What is the future? Not for black Americans. Not for the American Negro in general. What is the future for the American nigga? Right? And how do you properly make, maintain a good nigga? Right? You know, beloved, I was listening to a uh, comedian out of Philadelphia. His name is Michael Blackson. He was being interviewed, right? And during the interview, he started talking about the process of having more children. And Michael Blackson, even though he's from Philadelphia, he's from the black continent originally, right? He's from Africa. So he was talking about having more children. And then he said, you know, I'm not interested in having any more children in America, right? Because he said, it's something in the air. When kids are born in America, he was kind of like shaking his head in disgust. He was trying to look around and feel around to find the right words to say, right? But he was just like, I just can't do it. It's something in the, in the air that makes these American kids they're different. They're disobedient. He just kind of couldn't put his finger on it. And the interviewer kind of tried to help him along and say, well, look, you did all this to become an American. And he was just like, nah, you know, there's just something up with it's, it's different than Africa. He started to make a comparison. He was like the children that's born in the Americas and the ones that's born in Africa is different. They have more structure, more discipline, not only by their parents, but by the community in which they live in, right? And how many more kids do you plan on having? I'm not trying to have them, you know, but the way things are going on in America, I really don't know if I want kids in America. Well, you just became a citizen. Yeah, I mean, I want American kids, you know, the kids, Americans are just, American kids are just, it's just something in this air that's, something that come out the womb in the air and they just turn really bad. So what, so I, so you, I don't know what I want. But what do you mean by that? Like, as far as American kids, that they just turn out bad. Like, like, go, well, go no, through that. Th- Explain that a little better, because that sounds just like, OK, you, you waited for 30 something years to become American. And now you're saying right. that you don't want American kids. I said, where I'm from, we are disciplined from an early age and not just your parent discipline, you just your whole environment. You know, so kids coming from Africa, definitely, um, you know, they're, they're raised differently. And, you know, beloved, um. The unfortunate thing about that comment is that 
See, Mike was not able to live in the United States at a time where the nigga mentality wasn't perfected. See, he's walking around in this day in this generation, right? But what Mike doesn't know is that the nigga mentality is less than 100 years old. The devils that got together, the three-headed monster, to make the nigga, they didn't fully get the final product like they wanted to until I want to say maybe the 70s and the 80s and 90s. But before then, they were still in their laboratory. They were still in the inner city, which is the nigga making manufacturing centers. And inside of the center, they still had our people and the projects to work on, to labor, to put together the instruments, the right environment, the right temperature, the right ingredients to make a good nigga, right? If you think about it, beloved, inner city culture, it's invisible. It's not real. There's no real thing as inner city culture. But if you kind of watch how it works, though, beloved, inner city culture and street culture is the same thing. It's not two different things. It's the same thing, right? And the street culture was invented by the three-headed monster. Mix, what we call the Irish, kikes or small hats, what we call the Jews, or dagos and guineas. Wops and what we call the Italians. These are the three ethnicities that got together and they created the street culture. And they did it in the northern inner cities of America first Newark, New York City, Cincinnati, Detroit, Chicago, Cleveland, St. Louis. Then it went all the way to the West, Sacramento, Los Angeles, Long Beach, Oakland, etc., etc., etc. Right? If you look at the rules of old street culture, the rules of what they call gangster culture. It was one thing, right? Pretty basic. They called themselves wise guys and they didn't talk to police and they didn't believe in stealing from the family and they didn't believe in dis you know disrespecting one another and they kept their personal life personal. So you didn't fool around with a wise guy's wife. You didn't fool around with a wise guy's girlfriend. You didn't fool around were the wise guy's daughter. They just had like simple rules in their community of niggadom because beloved, the first niggas of America was indeed the Italians 
the Irish and the Jews, right? And again, this process all takes place in the inner city. And it was something called the underworld in which they got together and invented, right? For the means of prostitution, bootleg liquor, running gambling houses, running numbers, running card games, brothels. If it was illegal, you name it, they did it. And these were the originators of what we call gangs in America, right? While they're creating the gangs in the inner cities of America, our people primarily is in the South tucked away. In the fields, working, making nothing or little or nothing. But our original nature was that of love and righteousness because we followed the ways of mom and them. We did it just like mom and daddy said we was going to do it, right? Then the economy of this country began to grow, expand. Money is being dished out everywhere. And there was more money, it seemed like, the when mom and them looked at it, it seemed like it was more money in the Americas up north and in the northeast than it was in the south. Because there were two types of money. There was that industrial money that you could make legally. But even if you couldn't do that, the undercurrent of the underworld, which was created and controlled by the Irish, the Jews, and the Italians, there was another way to get money, right? But we seen opportunity. So mom and them told us to go from the south to the north to have a better life. So when our people began to leave the south, and going to the north, we didn't know that the devil had a plan for us. You know, mama and them sent us up here so we can have a better life and, you know, we can prosper and we can become industrious and we had dreams and goals and ideas. We just didn't know that the three-headed devil had a plan for us. The mix, the kikes, and the guineas got together and said, let us make niggas after our image and after our likeness. When we got to Newark, we wasn't able to go right into the cities, many of us. When we got to Detroit and Chicago and Cleveland, we wasn't able to fully enjoy these cities when we got there. To go to the north side and the west side and the south side and the east side, many of us had a starting point. And that starting point was called housing units, right? But the devil, he didn't call them housing units. He called them projects, right? But the, but the funny thing, beloved, we lived in the projects, but we didn't know that we indeed was the projects. And the projects was the starting point for many of us, which is actually a smaller laboratory in which the three-headed monster can come amongst us and create the nigger mentality. We didn't have it when we came from the South. We didn't have it. We learned this behavior in the housing projects. 
we learn the nigga mentality, right? If you kind of look at the behavior pattern of our people, we didn't pick up many of the stuff that we do and we call ourselves in love with until we come out of the housing projects. And then once we left the housing projects and we was able to go to the west side of the city or the north side, the south side of the city or the east side of the cities that we belong to, historically that process became and called white flight because the citizens of the Irish and the you know, the Italians and the small hats and the Polacks that wasn't into illegal activity, they can see though, beloved, that we was infected by the devils of their people. And we just had to look, they can see it. And again, they called that white flight. They gave us the neighborhoods and they moved out out of fear that what? That our people would become criminals. That we become thieves, robbers, rapists murderers etc but how did they know that beloved everything wasn't a stereotype they knew we was from the south we was a peaceable people but the citizens of these cities they knew they've been around the worst from amongst us they knew this beloved and they got away from us because they predicted this is what we're going to be and this is what we became because we was made niggas first and the smaller laboratories, which is called the projects, right? And then once we became fully minded nigger mentality people while being in the Cabrini Green projects, the Brewster projects, the Marcy Housing projects, the Robert Taylor Holmes projects, Queensbridge housing projects, that devil perfected it, beloved. And what he did, he took many of that idea or that blueprint back down south and he made the magnolia projects the calio projects the on grove housing projects he started to put projects all over the south because now he's on a full-fledged mission to make niggas now these projects is all inside of the inner city and once you become that good nigga in the projects, you take that mentality out the projects and you put it on the west side. You put it on the south side. You put it on the east side. You put it on the west side. And now, beloved, you walk around with the nigga mentality. And your master of that nigga mentality or that street mentality is the devil himself, beloved. This is what's going on in the inner cities of America. The inner cities of America have became the nigger making manufacturing centers of America because you're his project. So when I hear our people that beat their chest and they say, look, we don't go by the snitch code. There ain't no snitching over here. We keeping it real. Yeah, you're keeping it real. You're keeping it real guinea-like. You're keeping it real kike-like. Yeah, you're keeping it real, real mick-like. Because that's, that's not your nature, beloved. We know mama and we know your nature. You come from a people of love, beloved. You're the original gentleman of the planet. You are the original gentlewoman of the planet. People know who black folks is, but they stay away from you because you lost your soul. They know you're not who you really was. They know that the nigga mentality is less than 100 years old. 
And in order to break that mentality, the nigga mentality that is, they know family unit breaks that code, breaks that spell, breaks that bond that you got with your master. Black man and black woman, you ain't no gangster. That ain't your nature. <laughs> you got the guinea nature. That's his nature. That ain't your nature. That's, the, that's what the mix do. That ain't what you do. You are loving people. But out of those, out the three-headed monster, though, if we really had to talk and have some real talk, beloved, and I got to really sit you down and give you this G, that small head is your biggest enemy. He, that's your biggest enemy because, see, he got, uh, see, he got the television, right? So he got your eyes. He got the radio. So he got your ears. So he can perpetuate your image through the television and through the audio. And then he got you when you want to get right. See, he got you through religion because you got his religion. You, you don't have yours. You got his. <laughs> that small hat, you know, he go play that game a little different because he got you on both sides of the fence. All three of these devils really got you on both sides of the fence because they, they're your masters. You know, when you hear a brother say he stick to the code, you got to ask some black man and black woman, what code you stick? I mean, what code you stick to? Enlighten us. If we talk about he stick to the street code, he is identifying himself as he's the devil's lieutenant. He's the white man's lieutenant in person, in brown face. He got his ways, his nature, his thought patterns, and he's going to hold to this street code more than what you taught, more than what mama them taught him in the South. Meaning he's going to be a bigger enemy to our people than anybody because he's going to uphold the street code. And the street code is nothing but steal, kill, and destroy. It's destruction. But he didn't learn this destruction on his own. He was taught that in the laboratory in the project housings of America. But again, beloved, we stayed in the project housing and we didn't know we was the project. And then once we fully got this nigga mentality, if you look around the wilderness of North America, the devil is going back to cover his tracks. To these southern inner city projects, these Midwest, East Coast, and West Coast inner city projects, he's tearing the projects down now. He's trying to clear his tracks. The projects that used to be there 15, 20 years ago, he's putting the bulldozer down. He don't need it no more. His work is, you're the nigga now. His whatever he set out to do, he's got it because he don't need the laboratory no more. The nigga making mentality is on autopilot. But who's keeping it on autopilot? The small hat. The small hat, because he's going to put it through. He, the small hat said, listen, instead of us building these buildings and having these units all over the place, I got a better way that we can teach these powerful people to be niggas. All I got to do is show them imagery on the television. Imagery through the music. Imagery through religion. See, that guy, he's different, beloved. You stand next to that guy, you think that guy's your friend. That guy's really not your friend. Because to him, you're the Hamite. And I can break that down, but maybe that's a different story for a different day. But we're going to keep it just, it's going to be plain talk right now, beloved. This is how, beloved, check this out. We're talking about the inner city of America. Let's say inner cities, right? In the cities of America, right? We're going to keep it plural. And 
again on Real Black Content Forum Podcast, beloved. We say that the inner cities of America is the nigger-making manufacturing centers of this country, right? Started up up north, and then they started creating smaller laboratories in the south. They called them projects, but the projects was all over the country. But it's interesting how they, you know, see, back in the day, when our people was in Los Angeles and they was calling themselves, what they still do, the Bloods and Crips thing. In order for somebody to be a Blood and Crip in the South, that means a few brothers had to really get and do some traveling, leave from Los Angeles, go to Georgia and teach some smaller groups of neighborhoods how to be Bloods and how to be Crips and all of this and all of that. That takes a little while to do that, right? But that small hat, he's slick. You ain't got to make that, that trip no more. He can just put it on the television and he can teach our people in Georgia and Tennessee because they got Crips and Bloods down in the South now. You know, you got brothers thinking they moles down South. They moles, they vice lords, they they folks up, folks down, and they, they got it just like you in Chicago, right? They, they, you would think, you know, there's Crips in North Carolina. You're like, yo, Crips in North Carolina? How many niggas from L.A. came out here and really taught y'all something? No, they didn't have to go out there and teach them nothing because the small hat runs, he runs the video. He can put it on television and put it out. The small hat runs the, the hip hop industry. That's that's hip hop, Jew hop. He, he's the guy behind the curtain signing the deals. And he, he's not even like, it's not even, he's not even shameful about it. I heard a small hat beloved over Def Jam, right? His name was uh, Leo Cohen. He tells a story, right? He tells a story about how he was signing artists, right? And the small hats, they are inventors of an art called gangster rap. Yeah, they make you think it's some brothers that came out the hood and it was NWA and out in LA and they came out and no, 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 it's not NWA. Go back behind the curtain. It was a small hat named Jerry Heller behind NWA, right? When Master P was coming out of the South and he went to the West Coast. And he coming out and he made all these songs about being a real nigga and all this and all that. You look behind the curtain and you see who owns Priority Records. Yeah, I know you've seen Dr. Dre do his thing, but you go behind the curtain and you look. And you see Jimmy Yavine and it started to make sense. They made gangster rap. You didn't. See, when your family, let me just stop and pause and say this. See, when your people had the, the uh, music industry, it wasn't like that. See, when Barry Gordy had it in Detroit, it wasn't like that. Right. Black women was calling themselves the Supremes. Think about this. This is Jim Crow era. Right. Segregation. You can't even go to the same lunch counter. You're from the projects. And uh, when Barry Gordy had you, he didn't say y'all was bitches with attitudes. Right. You wasn't twerking and you wasn't dropping it low. Barry Gordy put our people in suits and ties and he put our women in long gowns. And even though that Diana Ross was from the projects of Detroit, one of the largest housing projects of Detroit, the Brewster projects, the brother called them the Supremes. So when they had to go down south doing the chitlin circuit, making their money, doing shows, performing, the devil had to put them on the bill and their names out right in the big light ahead of the theaters and said, the Supremes is performing tonight. And the devil had to look at our women and say, the Supremes. And then you had Stevie Wonder. And then you had Smokey Robinson. But see, that's when we had it. You know what I'm saying? When the small hat got it, nah, it, it didn't do that, right? Because it's a separation. When you had it, all you sung was love music. 
that's all you ever made black man and black woman love music you just like having a good time and kicking it you wasn't shooting and killing in the, in the music oh you I, I listen i want you to listen to me closely if you wasn't singing gospel right you had something called the blues and then you had something called rhythm and blues then you had something called jazz you invented rock and roll but when you had it it was no violence it was always love and fight oppression and again you double down on loving your people when the small hat got around no it became violent going back to the story i was going to tell you it's a small hat called leo coin who took over def jam and he has a story about how he signed dmx and in so many words what he said it's like 30 rappers rapping in front of him and he said dmx came and his mouth was all wired and he just got through being in some type of act of violence and he started talking gangster talk low vibration talk and the small had seen him and he said this is the nigga i'm going to sign and he gave him the biggest platform even though dmx had a lot of substance abuse issues he had parental issues he was a uh, you know he had a, a alter ego called damien the small hat looking down the line seeing that this kind of guy was going to connect with you because there was a religious side to dmx and all you got to do to kind of touch black folks is put us put somebody with a, a little religion in front of them so our brother is no longer here he's passed away i'm not talking about dmx personally we're going to talk about the art and i'm going to say what would make a small hat want to sign him right a guy that talks about robbing stealing he shoots a hundred niggas every album he's really made music that was the soundtrack of the kkk beloved if you if we really talking artwork but this is the image that the small hat had of you that he was going to put on his larger platforms see this is how he he maneuvers this way he put out nwa we didn't put out nwa barry gordy didn't put that out you probably don't have a black executive on the top on the <laughs> on the top of god's green earth that would have put out nwa a group set a group called niggas with attitudes no you get the small hat he'll do it he's gonna put you out there they they are in the business of making niggas Leroy Corn say he say man his grandmama could have signed DMX he he's just seen something in him I know what he's seen in him I know what he's seen in him peace be upon the brother he's no longer here we're just talking about the art right I know what he's seen in him and I always think to myself when I hear that small head tell that story I say damn I wonder what the other rappers was rapping about because if they went up there and they rapped about peace and harmony they weren't gonna get no deal and then that's what they teach the youth now see they started in my generation and it snowballed so now if the youth want a record deal you got to go up there and talk about selling dope or the small hat ain't gonna give you no deal you got to talk about how much you're gonna bang bang shoot them up and kill kill or that small hat ain't got no deal for you you're on your own he tells our women this is the way that you sell records he keeps them half naked he keeps them twerking right the women that's half naked all the time is on a small hat label craig cowman run that at atlantic records this is where cardi b is at this is where suki with the good coochie is at right think about that 
a artist named Suki with the good coochie, a female black artist, is signed by a small hand. Megan the Stallion is signed by a small hand. But they always but at the same time, if we do the numbers, it doesn't take a genius to see that Whitney Houston, please be upon her, she was the highest selling female act. Her and Mariah Carey and then you talk about groups as TLC and but they never got half naked and twerk nowhere. But then he come back and tell our young girls see sex sales. It's amazing how they are in the business of making niggas. They're in that business to keep the nigga mentality going on. He's gonna, it's easy to make niggas these days because he owns the video and he owns the audio. The, those are his companies. Before some guys from LA can leave LA and go to Tennessee and Mississippi and Louisiana to teach other people of ours from the village to be Crips and Bloods, they made a movie back, I want to say in the 80s. It was called Colors. And then they start financing other movies like Menace to Society. And then they start financing stuff like Boys in the Hood. And all these movies, whether you have the image of the young black male, the shoot 'em up bang bang male, and every time they would make one of these movies, you would see the crime spike up because this is who black folks in the inner cities, the real nigga making sinners of America, they thought that this is their true identity. They was connecting with the murder and the death and the kill that the small hats gave them, the mix and guineas gave them. So we're just smaller versions of mix, kikes, and guineas now. So look at us when we, when we rap. We call ourselves Yo Gotti's and Bossolini this, Bossolini that, and we always got some guinea name and Capone and Noriega, you know what I'm saying, South Central Cartel and French Montana and Benny Siegel and Daz Dillinger and man the list goes on and on and on and my brother down in Houston say his name is Scarface we take on the personality names and spirits and energies of their worst kind but we learned this in the nigga making manufacturing centers of America beloved let us make nigga in our image and after our likeness. When you hear a black man in the South and something is not going his way and he, you hear him shout out, nigga, I'm from Detroit. What is he really saying? Man, I'm from Chicago, nigga. Nigga, I'm from the South Side, nigga. What is he really saying? Nigga, I'm from Cleveland, nigga. He's yelling this out down South. Nigga, I'm from Cleveland. He's saying, beloved, I'm from one of the premier nigga making manufacturing centers of America. I'm violent. I kill in the drop of a hat. I don't play that shit. I kill niggas, man. I'm a nigga that's trained to kill other niggas, man. Don't you see it? I'm from the, one of the best centers. Goddamn, them guineas train me up good. Boy, them kikes got to be ready for y'all, man. Don't play with me over here. Beloved, that's what he's saying. And I come as your brother and I say this, brother, listen to me, man. Hey, you got to stay away from niggas in the inner city. You got to avoid them like the plague. 16 to 29, 
They're violent. They full of poison. The three demons got their soul. They got that mixed spirit, man. You can't help them. Man, they got that kike spirit, man. You can't help them. Look at him. He thinks he's a guinea. He got that guinea spirit, beloved. You can't help him. He's a nigga now. How do you break the nigga mentality? How do you break the nigga spirit? Easy. You give him a family, man. Because that was the whole reason the project was invented to destroy the family. And all you got to do is take what the devil did to you and do it in reverse. That's what you got in the projects. Hey, man, the mama can check this out. I don't know if you guys know this. Back in the day, when you got the Cabrini Green and you got to the Brewster, you can have your hubby and wife there. You can have a whole family. They made good times. It was an old show back in the day. Y'all guys may be young. There was a show called uh, Good Times. They actually made that show in the Cabrini Green housing projects in Chicago. I've been there, right? I've been to that spot. Yo, check this out. When the plan wasn't working fast enough, they came back and they changed the laws around. And they said, you know what? You can't have your family. You know, the man can't be there. Only the woman and kids can be there. Because what they were trying to do is get the right formula and ingredients and temperature see, to make that nigga mentality. See, they're, work they're scientists. They're just working on our people to get us just where they want us. So that was one of the ingredients. No father in the home. Working on our people in the north, they went down south and began to build housing projects. That's why the housing projects in the south is not older than the ones up north. The ones up north is old. They already ran down, dilapidated, they finna fall over. But the ones down south is like they didn't start building them to the 70s. They didn't start building it to the 80s. You know, they got their fairly new housing projects. And to control the image, they play both sides because once they taught you the street culture, you left the projects, you went to the inner city, those three devils jumped on the other side and played law enforcement. When you see the Irish, you see the police department. When you see the Italian, you see the fire department. When you see the small hat, you see the very image of the judicial system. He runs all that. He's the guy that got to finance everything. He's going to always put the money up for something, right? And then they play both sides. So what they do is they create the street laws on one side, and then they play the law enforcement on the other side, and they keep you in the middle, right? And they use their leverage to control the nigga mentality because they invented it. So they know how to make it work, how to make a play on it, how to change it up. You know what I'm saying? How to add a new rule, how to take a new rule. I'm going to tell you guys something that's interesting, right? I can so-called be in the street. You can so-called be in the street. Once you become a street nigga, see, that's his world. He controls that world. The three devils control that world. He don't belong to us no more. If a guy from the village is telling you and I that he's a street dude, that means he does not belong to us. He's controlled by the three devils and money, right? But this is how that works. Once you get in the street world, the devil can kill you off at any moment because that's his world, right? So much so that there can be two niggas and they can be friends for 30 years and then they can get in some trouble, right? One of the Irish devils, he controls 
he's the, the foot soldier of law enforcement. But the small hat, he's in the back. He's the judges and he's all, he's the judges, he's the lawyers. He played a high role of the judicial system, right? Dig that. They created something called paperwork. And paperwork is saying, even though Peanut and Laquan been tight for 30 years, the, the look, the Mick can pull Peanut in one room and then go to Laquan and say, look, I got a statement and Peanut is snitching on you and this is, and that will put the distrust between the two, but it works because it's their system. See, the street rules and the, all the street rules of America is controlled by what they call paperwork because see, they playing both sides. The devils is playing both sides. On one side, they create the rule that nobody can snitch. And then the other rule, they create paperwork and say, see, he did snitch. But they can put that paperwork on anybody they get ready to because we're not going to do our due diligence and see if it's real or not. We just stuck in the middle. We don't really know. But you don't have your own brain. You're a nigga. Your, your brain belongs to him. See, that's what happened. When you sign up on a data line to be one of us, go in any of his armies, Air Force, you know what I'm saying? Marines, Navy, or the nigga, the nigga mentality, military minded niggas out here, the streets is ran by him. Paperwork that he makes controls your life. That's why it's so important if you're a rat or not. But who made the rule about no ratting? He did. But who made the rule that you are a rat? He did. Everything goes to him. The only way you can break this spirit is the family unit. Because he makes money off our dysfunction. When we wake up and see that, his, his empire is gone. He don't want you to be like mama and him because as long as you're righteous, it destroys his empire. He needs you dysfunctional. He can't have the family unit. This nigga made too many. I'm talking about the devil now. The devil made too many houses. He got to sell all these houses. He got to sell them to you because you don't have a family unit. That means you got to buy one of his houses. The baby mama got to buy the other house. Y'all need two washing machines, two dryers, two living room sets, two bedroom sets because y'all do not live together. He needs you dysfunctional. If you start to marry, you start to consolidate his economy. He can't. He, you're going to dry up all the money. If you're together. He don't need you together. He needs you being a nigga, beloved. And we don't want you niggas over here. We can't use you already. You ain't no good for us. But we know your heart. We know you can be reformed. When you come on Real Black Contents Forum Podcast and we start talking about marriage, that is a revolutionary act, beloved. Yeah, I, I know some of y'all want to get up here and talk about history and, you know, you want your reparations check. You know, the brother from California, right? Tariq Nasheed. He got all our people talking about reparations check, right? And I, I like Tariq. He don't say nothing about them Jews, though. He make movies. He in bed with the small hat. You know, the kike is his best friend over there. He talk about white supremacy all the time. He going to keep talking about white supremacy because it's kind of like that's the politically correct word. No, 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 it's not white supremacy. You say nigga, right? Well, you're going to have to say kike, too. Say small hat, too. Yeah, that don't say, no, don't say Irish, say Mick. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't give all these other folks all this kind of respect. And then you get to your people, you you just boss up. Oh man, these niggas need to no, nah, these niggas need to get their shit together. These wops and guineas need to get their shit together too. Keep it a hundred, right? But maybe that's a different story for a different day. A lot of our 
organizations that's so-called black. Small hand got it anyway, beloved. They funded everything. They funded all. They play both. They play both sides of the fence. But once you start becoming married, they can't play that fence no more because you, you're unified. You're unified, beloved. And we want our people to become married so we can have a stronger tribe, which will make a stronger community, in which we can get out of the games and dupes of the devil in the city, have a strong statehood and a stronger nation. But beloved, we on our way. I talk this talk because I'm hopeful because I see we on our way. And beloved, I submit to you, we on our way up. Which by design and nature means <laughs> that devil on his way down. And I can't wait to see him get down. And if I ever can put my foot on him to push him to hell, I'm going to push him all the way to hell. How about that? Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out. Real Black Content is Forum Podcast, man. Big VJ, man. I get it with you guys later. Peace. Thanks for viewing the podcast. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe to the channel on all social media platforms. Real Black Consciousness Real Forum. Black Consciousness Real Black Forum. Consciousness Forum. And we out this piece.